today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tech Talk, Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing and Vacuum Man, who sponsored this fine program, is with us once again. How are you doing, my friend? I am healing. I am healing uh, from being Chris Farley. We filmed a few days. I'm done filming. My voice is still coming back. It is a lot of work to be Chris Farley. I am so exhausted, <laughs> Bill. Like I, my face is bruised. I know this sounds crazy. My face is bruised. My shoulders bruised. And I had to fall on a table a couple times. We did a scene with Matt Fo- the Matt Foley scene. And uh, and I was actually being trained by Chris Farley's stunt coordinator, who was phenomenal, I have to say. The whole experience was amazing. But um, and, and as I'm falling on this table, um, he's it's interesting. Who knew there's a professional way to fall? Um, and uh, I, I learned a lot about Chris Farley, where he was so bruised and damaged from all the skits and all the things we saw on Saturday Night Live uh, that he would be like in pain. So at the end of it, I am, let's just say, I'm glad I completed my filming. Adam is done being Chris Farley and I am on Advil officially. And, uh, and, and it's coming out in the summer. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know more details on that bill, but yeah, my days of being an actor are done. So what's when you're doing a stuff and I've talked to other people and as you have over the years, you know, to do this for a living uh, yeah. and you have to take it. Sometimes it's like five or six takes. So you got to fall five or six times. Yeah, we fell. I fell three. They made me do it three times and uh, to get the right angle. So first they did it without the table. I landed on cushions and that was great. I was like, well, this is easy. Uh, no problem. Keep me falling. No problem. I trip and fall all the time. And then they got uh, three tables and they are identical to the, to the set. And uh, when the first time it was underneath the cushion and they really liked it, then they wanted the low angle and they said, okay, we're removing the cushion. And I'm thinking, you want me to fall on a table on concrete? Um, okay. So I got my proper training and yeah, this like, it's not as, um, how do I say, uh, uh, you're not walking away without a little bit of bumps and bruises. Um, and, and my voice is a little scratchy because when you're doing Chris Farley, it's so much energy and so much intensity, um, uh, that it was like, I I have to say, I managed to do most of the scenes in one take bill. I was able to to go. Yeah, I'm, well, very, I'm very proud pro. of myself. <laughs> That's good. I'm very proud. And, yeah. And yeah, thank God for old hip, right? <laughs> exactly. I had a medic on board right beside me the whole time. And I and he was the minute I fell on the table, they would check me, check my arms, check my back. And I would like, you know, I was like full on Farley mode at that moment. And I turned into Hans and Franz for a short period and was like, I'm not a girly man. I can handle these. <laughs> Uh, that's great. I'm glad you. Uh, and by the way, there's a message here for you too. Apparently, there's a it's a deal here. It's an endorsement deal for Advil. So uh, I'll check that out when we finish the show. Okay. I'm sure it'll like be candy. mutually beneficial be. to them. Uh, let's get into the uh, let's get into the show. I'm glad you had a great time though, and uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that when we get near to the release date. Probably with the same anticipation that we had, you know, for the you know Daniel Craig last James Bond movie and stuff like that. It, it'll be that kind of a fever pitch. What's right. going on with 3G now? Well, AT&T is officially shutting it off. We've talked about it in the past that the 3G networks everywhere are going to be one day shut down. And it is official that they will be shutting down the entire network uh, due to the fact that they are just obsolete. So the United States, AT&T, has made the announcement uh, that in the next three months, by the end of March, they will be turning off the 3G network. Now, why that's so important, Bill, is obviously if you have an older phone and it only accepts the 3G network system, um, many vehicles 
from 2017 and older are built with that technology, including Tesla. So, you know, for updates and 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 software updates, uh, connecting directly for uh, the, the 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 map system that comes directly built into the the the, the vehicle itself. Um, these are all built with a 3G network. So it was made with the announcement that there's going to be potentially some disruptions. Um, and why this is so critical, though, Bill, is the fact that the United States is obviously migrating to 4G and 5G networks to be utilized. This means, and it's been announced, not when, but it's going to happen. Canada is going to be very, very shortly, uh, probably following in those ranks with shutting off 3G within the next two years. All right. Uh, word to the wise then. I know a bit of a heads up on that. You've talked about Apple, God, as long as we've been doing the show now. And $3 trillion company. I mean, you know, these guys have no competition anywhere. But actually, the numbers tell a different story here. We're starting to diversify and looking for other products now. Well, Apple is popular, obviously, we know for being the top uh, mobile device next to Android. But this $3 trillion company is starting to lose ground when it comes to web browsers. So um, Google, we know, is still supremacy. It still has over 45%. I think it's just under 50% of the total browser market. And keep in mind, Bill, that browsers are also desktop, uh, tablets, mobile phones. So one that's very, very interesting is, you know, with the popularity of Apple products, people just kind of migrate to the Safari browser. It's the default browser. It works. It does what it needs to do. But it is losing ground. And with that, the number two spot is now being uh, taken over by Firefox. This is a big, big announcement. Announcement. Only, and I mean, we're talking like when we're talking numbers here, we're talking less than 8% of the total browsers are being used by <clears throat> Firefox. But compared to where it was, um, where Apple, based on it being a default browser, it is a big, big announcement only for the sake that people are not just sticking to the defaulted system on your Apple device. People are moving to a Firefox, which is in my opinion, I mean, Chrome is still very popular, but the fact that people are migrating to a third-party browser speaks volume, and a lot of it is security and privacy and otherwise. Really? Yeah, that's, that's the interesting one to see. Firefox yeah, I know, is I know enough of it because the ones I've talked, the people I've talked to that have switched over to Firefox, you're right; they, they tend to be business people, uh, and I guess that's why it's the security aspect of it. One hundred percent. It does. It's got way better encryption. It also has a, a much stronger um, tracing from privacy situation. So it's it's much much more efficient if you're concerned about privacy. And we know Apple stands its ground with when it comes to security. However, you're still in an Apple ecosphere. So I think Firefox is getting that that kind of momentum of popularity due to the fact that it is gaining that that ground of third party, no information is being stored. Uh, its default browser is DuckDuckGo. Uh, if anyone hasn't heard of that, DuckDuck is uh, completely non-traceable. Will not give any information for advertising purposes. Um, so it's it's gaining that. I think as people are getting more concerned about who sees my info, um, they're going to start migrating to a browser that gives them that protection. Uh, we usually do the hack of the week here, and we've had some pretty interesting stories, but this is a bit of a, a turnaround here. Uh, it's actually, because invariably we start to blame some nefarious characters in the Chinese government, and they're the ones doing all the <laughs> hacking of, of U.S. governments, etc. This is a Chinese firm that got hacked. 
Yeah, this one's a little bit reversed. Uh, you're right. Hack of the week is usually I'm announcing between a Russian hacking group, a Chinese hacking group. However, China had no reservations to announce that they have finally figured out who has been infiltrating a lot of the Chinese organizations uh, in the Republic of China. And that is the NSA. Um, the National Security Agency in the United States uh, has been announced that they have for four years been inserting malware systems through Chinese government operations. I mean, it was always a they were maybe doing this bill. I don't think you could sit there and go, the NSA was only just there for protection. Um, I think there was always a bit of a, are you sure you're doing the same as these guys? Um, but it was finally announced and China has released the information about this to state that this is, we, you know, you keep calling us the bad guys. These, these systems and your actions are, are happening on our country as well. So the NSA got their hands caught in the cookie jar and it wasn't by, uh, by uh, anyone internally in this state. Uh, we could probably spend the next uh, hour and a half talking about cell phones because uh, you and I years ago decided to agree to disagree. Uh, I've still got my <laughs> Apple and, and you've got everything but Apple, I guess. But <laughs> uh, but th the one that we tended to agree on was Huawei. And it was because of all the, the, yeah. the crap that was going on, of course, with Huawei and, and the Canadian government. And, and Huawei has fallen out of favor. You figure, well, I'm not going to buy those things because they're just, you know, they're just an arm of the Chinese government. There's another phone on the market now, and again, it's Chinese. What's this all about? It, and it's gaining momentum, like real momentum, uh, Bill. When we talk about cell phones, yes, it's Apple and Samsung as the as the majority, followed by Pixel. We know LG has left the market. Well, the yeah. company out of China is called Realme. Uh, that's the name of the product. And they took over a company that used to be called Oppo. Now, Oppo, I've talked about a couple times on Tech Talk, which was very well renowned with some of the cool technology and the advancements that they were doing with smartphones. So they would have like the pop-up camera. Uh, they were also famous for the first rolling camera where it would like uh, kind of like Samsung Fold, but they rolled. Uh, you kind of expanded it a little bit. So Realme is gaining great popularity across the country. Uh, it's got an inexpensive option. Uh, it is really starting to take off. The interesting component to this, it is a Chinese manufactured product. I can't quite figure out yet why Huawei, which we know was, you know, kind of owned by the Republic of China's government, where every business actually, Bill, in China is actually owned in some capacity by the Republic of China. This, this product is going to gain gas and it's using the Android operating system, which was one of the concerns with Huawei. They were getting a lot of heat from the United government, United States government stating that Android was not allowed to be any upgrades or future use of the software was allowed to use on Huawei. So anyway, if you're, you might see this product, it's coming through to Canada. It's called Realme. And it, it was a byproduct of, a, an, of, a, of an advanced smartphone called Oppo. Um, inexpensive, uh, great features, great cameras, great memory, um, and all of it at a very, very inexpensive price, which probably is going to be a big thing for people moving in the future based on inflation. Yeah, exactly. And let's face it, you know, you're looking for a deal. I mean, what's what's the new Apple the iPhone is a thousand bucks or something? That's yes. the base price for these things. So you get a cheaper model like this, like Realme. Of course, people are going to be interested. So we'll see how that pans out. You've talked to us a lot about artificial intelligence over the last couple of years, and it's become so very popular right now. Uh, but it looks like, uh, well, the story that we want to talk about right now, uh, it's run into a, a roadblock uh, called uh, copyright. Right. Copyright. Well, you know what? When you talk about copyright and patenting, it means that you protected something that was unique to your development. Yeah. 
And, and so what was just ruled in the United States, and I anticipate across North America, meaning Canada shortly, Bill, is that they have ruled after uh, two uh, uh, overturned requests by a doctor has created artificial intelligence artwork. And so he's been trying to put a copyright on the artwork. Well, artificial intelligence is great. And there's so many different variables you can come up with, with artificial intelligence, obviously, uh, based on the uh, quantum theories of billions and trillions of, of, of options to be made. Anyway, the United States government has just ruled that anything created by uh, uh, cop to protect copyright or patent items in North America cannot be done by artificial intelligence. Now, this is really, really important because we know the advancements of technology and uh, possibly even development of, of, of engineering from that degree, Bill, is probably going to come from artificial intelligence. So, you know, the advancement of being able to, how can we, you know, we're talking about fusion energy and otherwise, when we were talking about that the other week, that's all being developed by AI. That advancement of, is coming up with better ways to create clean energy. The problem is going to become, and it's already been ruled, that no one's going to be able to own this, which is maybe a good thing if you look at it because the computer's the one generating. So the United States government had stated unless it is a human uh, individual, uh, a human of intellectual labor, they referred to it, it will not be deemed copyright protected. So uh, it's it's a real testament to see where and what the future may hold. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's really a question of is it going to limit development? Uh, will it, uh, you know, kind of stifen the ability of what new ideas could come out? I don't know. But the ruling is, if you've got a computer making artwork, you can't say, wow, that's amazing. I'm going to patent or copyright that and own the rights of that. You can't do that any longer. This is a cool story. Uh, for people that like to watch soccer, of course, coming up the weekend, you can watch the Premier League. And one of the, the, the big teams, of course, in the Premier League is Manchester City. Uh, and they're going virtual, sort of, aren't they? That's right. Yeah, this one is where I see the metaverse, which is the big buzzword going around, is going to have merit. So uh, Manchester City has has partnered with Sony and they have developed a replica. I'm, I'm probably saying this wrong, uh, Bill. Is it Etihad? Etihad Stadium? Am I saying that correct? Um, I think so. That's where they play the game. So I think it's right because when I when I was voice dictating, Google spelt it correctly. So that's what I said when I was voice dictating. So Etihad Stadium is a three-year agreement. And what they're doing is creating the ability of the game will still be played. But Sony has integrated a software algorithm that you will be able to get a virtual reality helmet that you can wear. And what it does is it takes the uh, uh, the players of the game, the ball, the stadium in this metaverse, and you'll be able to watch the games in a virtual environment. And why that's, and to give a perspective is think about it is if you want to get on the field or you want to stand beside the coach or you want to be able to kind of get in and watch those replays from up above or stand beside the goalpost, this is what this is going to give you the ability to do. So if you're really into your hockey, uh, 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 you're a fan, you, you're passionate about it, this is going to become, I'm going to say, uh, where the metaverse has uh, an actual place in the world, Bill, is going to be sports and entertainment. And obviously, this is a three-year deal and brings that sense of anyone in the world. You could be in Canada, put on your helmet, and you are virtually watching uh, the soccer game in real time being played. 
I got a couple of minutes left, but I want to jump ahead. Again. I want to talk about, uh, uh, well, this new innovation here called Flex. Uh, a lot of us have, as you mentioned, the uh, Chromebook or an Apple laptop or something sitting around figuring, oh, am I going to use this thing again? Uh, talk to us about Flex and what it can do. OS Flex is a Chrome software. So it's what it's doing is it's taking that old Sony laptop or that old IBM laptop you've got that's kind of like sitting in the corner going, ah, maybe when the grandkids come over, I'll let them pound at it. It doesn't really have a purpose. But it turns on. It's slow. Well, this new OS, what it does is you can now load it onto an old computer and it doesn't take a lot of memory. It utilizes the cloud. So what it's doing is it's going to, in my opinion, Bill, revolutionize the ability of an inexpensive uh, computer use. So uh, those with underprivileged that can't afford a computer, the operating system has always been one of those challenges. Well, all these old computers, desktop, laptops that have been around for years are going to be able to utilize. They're going to need access to a modem. So it can't be something from 2000. Uh, but we're talking about like a 2005 to 2020, um, you'll be able to run Chrome OS Flex and be able to, and it, really all it is is a mobile browser. The operating system turns the laptop into a browser that you can then work online. That's pretty much what it's doing. Pretty cool stuff. Uh, this is Tech Talk. We do this every Friday at 1135, brought to you by Vacuuman. Uh, Adam, thanks so much for this. Uh, uh, congratulations on the movie career. Uh, this is a, a weekend, I guess, for you to uh, recover. <laughs> Uh, That's from right. your, your exploits. Uh, take care of yourself, my friend. We'll talk again next Friday. Sounds good. Thanks, Bill. Take care. You betcha. Adam Oldfield, of course, from uh, FPM and FPM3 Marketing. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.